Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling sound. Y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Track, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. What's up, all you freaks out there? Welcome to the Boundless Pod Trap. I am your host for the night, Lonnie. With me, as always, is Mr. Clean and Mr. Sad Bridges. I don't get that. <laughs> I really don't. I don't get but Why am I Sad Bridges? Why am I Mr. Clean? Oh. <laughs> Can't do this thing. Hi, Lonnie. <laughs> no. don't, don't, don't wave at me like that. It scares my ancestors. <laughs> Speaking of ancestors, I did have something I wanted to talk with you in a bit, but uh, keep keep going. <laughs> keep going. Good thing this is a podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody who takes part in the LBGT and especially those Qs and pluses, happy Pride Month. Yeah. Oh, that is this month. Yeah, it is. Welcome. I'm seeing a lot of posts about that this year, like on social media. Not a bad thing or anything. No, like, I not just, at all. I haven't, I haven't. Like normally, I don't see so many posts about right. it. Right. So. I'm just glad your body language says something else. <laughs> I mean, his hands have been pretty active under this table. Well, it's a glass top table, so that's we're back out of the old studio and back yeah. in with the uh, this, this the old old studio. This this studio we're in now has this smell that reminds me of growing up. This thing we used to eat as kids. What is that smell? Oh God, I can't remember. Oh yeah, it's pussy. Yep. <laughs> well, that's our episode. <laughs> that was a quick one. <laughs> oh, I, I miss those days. <laughs> there was you, pussy on this table. As a kid, what now? <laughs> Say <Are> that again. <laughs> anyway, uh, but like, yeah, no, I, like I this. Elmio. I think this Pride Month is special because I, I think a lot of people have gotten more comfortable and have been able to step out and be themselves and be free and give step out of what. Gives of the shadows out of the shadow room have been able to step out and be free and be proud of themselves and have the support they've needed to be able to step out and be prideful and comfortable saying they're gay, saying they're queer, being trans. Didn't you almost come out last episode? Uh, felt like you were probably. Say I, something. I almost do a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, that you do do well. You said doo-doo. Burn, burn <laughs> doo-doo. the top of your fucking foot. Oh, my God. It hurts so bad. I am such a weenie. Yeah. <laughs> who, who burns their foot? <laughs> and you know what's funny? <laughs> I, for the uh, little little preamble, I got such bad sunburn on my feet this weekend. I've been to the doctor already, and I have to go back again tomorrow because they think I have nerve damage and the doctor, when she was talking to me, is like, it's so weird. Were you wearing pants? And I had to explain to her that I'm fat enough that my legs were shadowed from my stomach, but my feet weren't. I'm assuming she was talking about some sort of circulation. Was it squeezing your legs or something? Or 
Do you wear skinny jeans? What are you? No. Bonnie <laughs> in skinny jeans? What the fuck We're gonna is do, wrong uh, with you? Have you seen like a hot dog before? That's what my legs would look like in skinny jeans. Huh. <laughs> nice. Much lumpier. Curves and they got the uh, the stretchy stretchy pants. Yeah, I missed like I don't, I don't want to see Lonnie in stretchy pants either. So <laughs> he prefers no pants to each their own. <laughs> People would pay him big bucks for but his, any, his fat feet. <laughs> but anyway, they're saying like I could potentially have nerve damage. I could have internal bleeding from a fucking sunburn. From a sunburn. Yeah. From Damn. fishing. You from sun. from fishing. From yeah. fishing. That's from the key fi- thing there. Yeah. You injured yourself fishing. Hey, fuck you. It happens all the time. What if you have to like if I amputate my, your amputate your feet? Yeah, I'd get one of those fucking handy carts, man. You can zoom around. And I'd give yeah. you an eye patch. <laughs> well, I take an eye and patch. A peg leg. I would. I would get a German accent and one of those wheelie carts and have an eye patch, and I would be the new villain in every single terrible fucking Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> you can even smack Mike in one of them. Yes. <laughs> We just we just got a uh, obviously a, a new soundbite here. We did. We've been wanting About to use this for twenty six episodes again. <laughs> <laughs> now we get it for the rest of our lives. That's just going to be our new. Eventually, we'll probably get like a new intro song to the podcast, and all the sound bites are just going to be yes, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I'm trying to do a remix, but it's not yeah. working. That's because there was a I little just bit. Finish yeah. it off. Yes. I think it's because there was too much of a gap at the beginning before he said, "Yeah, possibly." I want that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You remember you were doing that back in the day with like your toys and stuff? Like the cow goes moo. And McDonald, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no. I used to do two of those together, and then like have my own little turntable. It's like, oh, 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 OG McDonald had a, fun, you know. You yeah. still do that? Yeah. <laughs> wicka, wicka. I had a speaking spell that. I never listened to because I still can't read because I'm mildly retarded. I forget um, what the thing was I had, but it was like, it looked like a, a miniature computer and we turn it off and it'd be like, please choose an activity. Is it like reading ding, ding, ding. rainbow? Please, please, please. Was it reading rainbow? Or not reading rainbow. Oh, reading rabbit? No, it wasn't a rabbit. Huh. It was a, it was like a small gray. DOS system. Look like, like a, a desktop. You can only see the red font on it. You can only see the the letters or whatever at a certain angle. Yes. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) So tonight, our episode is going to be super interactive between the three of us. Usually, we have some interaction and then one of us is telling a story or doing an article all on his own. But tonight, all three of our, our segments... Like we're all we're we're doing this shit. This is all three way tonight. I totally forgot what yours was. Oh, I'm putting myself over like oh, okay, motherfucker. Yeah. So we have to know Lonnie or something like that. Yeah, so no. there's no prep work for it. Zero prep work. I, Zero. I hope one of the and questions that, is that, how easily does he burn from the sun? <laughs> and that's a misconception. Like a lot of people, we've said it a couple times on the podcast. But what a lot of people don't know is the three of us really haven't known each other for very long. Justin and Jeremy, they've known each other for decades. But as for about me, a decade, but we have only like hung out for maybe half a decade. But yeah. for me, I, this, I've known <laughs> Justin for about a year and I've only known Jeremy for a couple. So I think it'll be fun. I'm going to drill yeah. him. It's been two years actually to the day, I think, that I met you. Yeah. Because I just got a notification about two years ago uh, was when we did our um, the Fremont, Fremont show. show. Yeah. And that's when I first really kind of met you. Yeah. Yeah. You all used to always ignore me at Magnum shows because you were a cock. I was um, the heel. I was the I was oh, the bad don't guy. Don't give me that bullshit. Wrestling's not real. 
Ooh. God. We're, we're in for it tonight with all these new <laughs> sound bites since he figured out something new on the board. <laughs> Just new firmware. <laughs> new firmware. Oh, so today I kind of got in an argument with a, a customer. <laughs> you're not, was, fuck it. You're a mailman. This yeah, is you true. don't have customers. You have through patrons. my customer. I have to. I have to. Oh, just supposed to be like a God. ninja. You're not supposed to really like. They're not supposed well, to. See I try you. to avoid I, this one. Are you going She's up to him being on, like, "Get paperless, bitch"? Uh, I should, but she doesn't. Probably she probably does not know how to use a computer. So like. Every single encounter I've had with this lady has been very unpleasant. She's it's like certain times I'll I'll approach her and be like, Hey, do you want your mail or whatever? You know, want me to put it in the box? And you know, it's just very unpleasant. That's, she's like that's too formal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she just has a way of like turning a, a easy, simple interaction into just like a downer. It's like what the fuck? You know, like, sounds like, like don't walk the, on my grass. I'm like best, I didn't walk on your grass. I the walked on the sidewalk. Anti rape line ever. <laughs> this could be easy, but you turn it into a downer. <laughs> but yeah, that and like around Mother's Day just recently, she was like, "You lost my mail," and like I lost your mail. Is like when she turns, she likes to turn everything personal. Is it and, B, was it B Arthur? It no. <laughs> but she uh, I'm like I lost your mail, and she's like, "Yeah, you in the post office." And I'm like, "No, I." If, if I don't have the mail, I can't deliver it to you. I give you everything that I have for you. And her daughters or whatever probably, like, misplaced it or, or sent it a day late because I sent it or I gave it to her, like, the next day. And then just recently she's, like, something – she came to the post office because of something. And she's, like, you know, all the illegal aliens are trying to steal my, my, my mail and stuff. I'm like, really? Wow, that's that's kind of racist because there are like kids who kind of walk up her street to their house, like just two to three houses away. But so, yeah, I was going to her just today and she's like, how come every time you come over here, you never pick up the mail? I'm like, what are you talking about? I always pick up your mail. I always look for your stuff that's hanging outside the box. And she's like, no, I saw you yesterday. I'm like, yesterday was my day off. You didn't see me. Why do you always got to make this personal? And before I like turned around and walked away, I just took her little life alert off her sweater and threw it in her grass and walked away. I was like, fuck that. And my mistake was, is I told Paco about that. So he's like, you know, I got you foo. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not telling you to do anything. Cause you know, when Paco says, I got you foo, what does that usually entail? He's got his food. <laughs> <laughs> he eats her cat probably. So uh, we'll see if she's still there tomorrow. I don't think so. What's her name and address? Uh, I did, made can, the mistake of telling Paco that. We can have people go to check to see if she's okay. Yeah. Send her nice Christmas cards. From hell. I'm a nice guy. I don't, I don't like to. <laughs> Do they still have, is, is Life Alert really still a thing? Well, she still has one. She was clipped to her little sweater. Hasn't worked since 1980, but it's still there. <laughs> but that's probably the most popular commercial that people quote to this day. Help, I'm falling and I can't get up. That's the way I fucking feel. I have to like, crawl on my hands and knees to take a piss. But uh, like in this in this studio space at Mike's house, I love pissing here because his like where his toilet is, there's two really close walls, so I can just lean on it. Does your shoulders touch both walls? When you lean, your piss goes another direction too. Well, I, I I have a Mike's big, sick of cleaning up your piss off the wall. I, I wearing sandals every time I go in after. I'm like Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not piss on the floor, Mike. It was already there? I, is that, that what you're saying? That piss was obviously <laughs> someone else's. So I have to say this, now that I know the reason. So Monday, Memorial Day, a week ago from when you're listening to this, uh, or when this gets released, I had to go to Lonnie's because I had to do some B-roll from uh, the short film we did back in fall, One More Body. I had to get some blood splatter on boxes. 
Now these boxes we had written on it, church donations. It makes sense in the movie. And I gave them to Lonnie and Lonnie was using them for packing and I need to go get a few for this uh, B-roll stuff. So I get to Lonnie's and they have a trailer in their front yard and I see Lonnie's wife, Tracy loading stuff in it. She's got like a two wheeler and all this stuff. And you know, I go inside and Lonnie's just sitting on the couch. There's, I'm not kidding. There's two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. He had two dozen boxes (laughs) and his son is sitting in a chair on the floor and he's watching TV and Tracy is just going back and forth, sweating all the stuff. I literally was in my head thinking, Lonnie, you are a lazy fuck. But then he told me that he had the burns and he showed me the blisters on his feet and stuff. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But I seriously was about to lose some respect for you. <laughs> this lazy motherfucker. Know, eating donuts and then watching his wife do all the hard work. He doesn't even got any ointment on his feet. Oh man, they gave me lidocaine though. And if you've never jerked off with lidocaine before, fucking you last forever. Huh. Fucking tip goes numb as a motherfucker. It usually does. Even without that. How long are you doing it? I squeeze. Well, at least 40 seconds. Take a break. Oh. I squeeze. How fast are you doing? Oh, it's fucking rug burn. Isn't that how you get it to happen? It's purple. <laughs> you do it faster. It makes you last longer. Oh. I think I read that in a book. Mike's taking notes over there. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What's... um. What's our first topic tonight? Oh, well, we go round robin. Why don't you lead us off? Okay. So my topic, don't really have a name for it, but basically, you know, when you go to Walmart and you're in the movie section and sometimes they have that four pack of movies, which is usually, it's they're usually weird. Like three of them make sense and the fourth one doesn't. So you get Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3 little rascals it just they don't make sense so what i decided to do we're going to call this probably starter pack uh what we do is i told lonnie and justin that we're going to each pick if somebody was new to a genre so for instance justin i gave him action or kung fu whatever lonnie i gave horror because i do think that he has more extensive knowledge on it than i do and i took comedy so what we are we're told to do and this was it was a tough one we each are going to pick four movies for if somebody was new to that genre and had never seen a comedy movie, I'm picking what I think are going to be the best four comedy movies as a starter pack. Lonnie, again, he's doing horror. Justin's doing action kung fu. So, um, yeah. And I, I said you could also have like a runner-up. Runner-ups. So, yeah. uh, this was hard for me. I, yeah, I, that's what you guys were saying in our chat. I got like 20 movies and then I was like, I can't get rid of any of these. So I just had to like approach it from a different angle. See, I think this is something that we're going to learn about each other though, because it's supposed to be hard. And I want to know like what you came up with. Like if these are the four that you had to struggle to come up with, then they must be good. I think I know at least one or two of yours. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, but whatever. Let's start with Justin. Let's start with yours. All four of them? Yeah, all four. Okay. And kind of explain. And I mean, we'll probably chip in and chime in, even though I probably don't know any of these movies that you're going (laughs) to say. Oh, you probably, yeah, you you know all of these. The thing is, is like, I couldn't necessarily pick some of my all-time favorites because 
I would be biased to that. I had to pick some classics because for what they were. Absolutely. And it's like, if I'm trying to give somebody like a little four pack starter thing just to get into action itself, it's like, there are the cheesy ones, like, you know, like Fast and Furious. It's like, I don't think they're up there top notch, but I think everybody knows that it's (laughs) it's not. So my first one, because... Most of these do set the tone for action movies that come after it. And I couldn't go too far back. So Terminator 2 was one of the ones that I think really set a pace, fast pace all around. You got some great actors. You got the suspense, the, the, you're on your, the edge of your seat the entire time. Terminator 2 was the first one. Well, and that's um, one of the rarities where the sequel is better than the beginning. Blew away the original one. And that the people talk more about the sequel than anything. Yeah, the first one had its qualities, like introduced you to Skynet and what was going on. I think they had the idea for the second one, but they had so much, I think, foresight into writing the first one that they're like, oh, the first one's going to be okay. It the, the second one's going to be cool. It's like that. They really created a world from right. with the second one. Right. It's like they had something, but it's kind of like the other child. You know, like you had something down, and then once you've written like an, a full movie, you're like, holy crap, I can do some, something so much better. Uh, a creator watching their own. It's like I can I can fix everything. I can critique everything right. now. It's like, yeah. I think they could have, and like honestly, they probably could have made T2 actually the Terminator yeah. and then had the Sarah Connor origin story as a second movie. But I think then it would have been kind of convoluted. But no, yeah, Terminator 2 knocked out of the park. Yep, great right. choice, great choice. Even with just Sarah Connor, I mean, that was one of the original, other than Aliens, but one of the original strong female co-lead, lead. I mean, I she really led like lead, a, yeah. a chapter of the movie. So, Which was interesting that they changed actresses going into T2. My second one, another thing kind of set futuristic-esque, The Matrix. The Matrix was yeah. something that really blew away how cinematography can be filmed. The the time stops, the switching, it's an introduction to a lot of the what Americanized martial arts because we didn't ha- necessarily have something concrete or I mean we did with with the cheesy like kung fu and hollywood origins but I um it's I think I saw Matrix when it first came out and I mean and I didn't hate it but that is something that I probably need to watch again now that I'm older. It's like I grew up on, well, like Hackers was one of my favorite movies back in the day. Yeah, with uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie uh, Shaggy, what's Matthew his name? Lillard. Matthew Lillard, that's gay. Um, and even Ten Ten from my favorite movie, The Crow. That movie was awesome. And when I saw The Matrix, I'm like, holy shit, this is Hackers on steroids. Like, this is blowing things out of the water. It's so crisp. The colors are clean. The The action is on point. Like, and using a lot of CGI, yeah, it was is amazing. My third one, going over the seas here, this also set the tone for a lot of the things that happened afterwards, but it, it had thick influences to pull from. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that was an amazing, beautiful, a love It's pretty much everything. It's a love story. It's a war movie. It you know has its action. It, it has its um, twists and turns here. So you don't necessarily know who to follow. The bad guys are very likable. The good guys are just as likable. It's like you, you want everybody to win. And then my fourth one would have to be Mortal Kombat. It was a cheese fest for sure. Are you talking about the one that just came out? No, 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 oh, okay. No, no. Was... I'm talking about the original. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen the new one. I think I will like it just because. But Mortal Kombat was one of the first game movies that I wouldn't say it's up there with the game, but it's it's a good companion piece. 
It's not as good as the Double Dragon movie, but it's pretty good. I really like the Double Dragon movie with Mark Dacascos. So name your four again. Terminator 2, Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Mortal Kombat. I think Crouching Tiger. What was it? Crouching Crouching, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a different kind of movie. Get the fuck out of here. It's an action movie. How long were you thinking of that? Well, he just said it, but it took me a while to get it out. When he first said Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you thought... No, he's fucked it up the second time. You spaced off everything else after that that he said. He's talking. I space out everything here. (laughs) Touche. I just wait for my turn to talk. My runner-uppers, some things that I thought were very influential for myself as far as how they did action. So... Inception, an amazing piece. Yeah. I consider that an action movie, even though Great it's cast. very suspenseful. Dark Knight, I'm not a big fan of Christian Bale, but I really love what they did with the character. It's just Christian Bale when he opens his mouth. It's like, that. why are you... It's like, I, I, can't, I can't understand you. Because so. he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but what they did with it, and I mean, you know, Heath Ledger, like, amazing performances all around. Now, on that, would, and, and this is one of those questions that, probably can never be answered but do you think that movie would have been as popular as it was if Heath Ledger was still alive I think about that the same with like The Crow because it's the exact same story Brandon Lee died making the movie of The Crow Heath Ledger died making this movie as well Um, now it's a fantastic film there's no doubt about that that was by far the best Batman film of the Nolan era right but would it be as good if Heath Ledger was still alive that gives a whole new factor Right. That's easily, you know, absorbed. Yeah, but you can't quantify it because he is unfortunately yeah. passed It's away. just what he did with the Joker character. It was different, you know. Like, right. And I guess all the Jokers were relatively different here and there. But, right. um, but yeah. you, had a, you had a character to kind of follow. Jared Leto's Joker was different as well, and you see how that turned out. Oh, he's, he's trying to redo it. Didn't he redo it? I think, yeah, <laughs> and it was actually pretty decent, Like, they I cut say. a lot of his Joker, which made the parts that Joker were in were dog shit. It's palatable. I love oh, the tattoos. It was palatable. And the grill it was palatable if you like best Joker ever. Shit and acid best on Joker. your palate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my third. I only picked three runner-uppers. My third runner-upper would have been Transporter. The introduction to Jason Statham. So I he, need to watch those movies again. They were, I remember liking them a lot when they came out. The first one, just like the fight scenes and stuff. Like this is my introduction to him. And I don't know exactly what all he did before this, but, you know, it had some really good... Uh, Same character in every movie he plays. Give or take. Even when he's <laughs> fighting a giant shark. <laughs> but, I mean, just the... That one kind of expired me in my acceleration of my own performance as far as a martial artist. It's like, just watching that movie, I learned a whole bunch of tricks. I was like, holy crap, I'm going to go try this. And, you know, like the 540 kick and all these little twists and turns hanging and flipping. and But... It was an amazing piece. It, it, the precision that he was using, it's kind of like what... I don't think Jason Bourne would be what it was if not for like things like The Transporter and The Matrix and, you know... Yeah. Like, there's so many movies that you can name that are awesome that with the four movies that I picked and then like some of my runner-uppers... What do you think of uh, the John Wick movies? It's The are Matrix. They, it's, it's the same are, guy. But are, they, are they on your top of your list? They or? aren't, but I, I haven't finished the... I haven't seen the last one. Dude, I'm so behind with like a lot of these new movies. That the the John Wick, I, I love the character. Isn't there a fourth one due out soon? I think I they think were it's already yeah. out, isn't it? A fourth John Wick? No. No. The they just released the third one. The third okay. one's been out for almost a couple of years now. I want to see just a year. 
it's, it's been recent. I know it's, it's been a couple years. I thought it was during COVID it was released. No. It was 2019, I think, that it came out. Whose side are you on? <laughs> so I am going to go next. Okay. So 13, James. 19. 19. 19. That makes more sense. Told ya. All right. So mine was comedy. Now, unlike you, Justin, I am definitely uh, selfish <laughs> with, thank you, uh, <laughs> selfish with uh, my picks because that's why I like them so much. They're all Jim Carrey picks. Uh, pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Two of them are. I was going to sure. say Batman Returns, so. What oh, Jim that was yeah, and, and I think that. Oh, no, is that begins returns returns is with Jim Carrey, right? No, no. that's that's forever. That's Batman Batman forever. forever. Yeah, I personally think out of all the Batman that Pattinson, no, uh, <laughs> Keaton, Michael Keaton was the best Batman, one hundred percent, and the best Bruce Wayne was Christian Bale. Yeah, I like but I best, like Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. But Batman, Batman, all day, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I agree. The maneuvers, Christian Bale has the the style, the 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 defense tactic to that. But for a man in his forties, getting older, you don't. He's not going to have that defense. <laughs> Careful what you say, Michael just snapped up. He's not you. fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe with dinner and drinks he can. <laughs> all right, we're not talking fat man. We're talking Batman. Wow. I can say that because I outweigh him by about 15 pounds. <laughs> God dang. Uh, all right. So on to my picks. Uh, again, these are, uh, I, I'm very selfish with these picks because that's, I like them. I can name and two of them without even looking at your list. Well, the video I sent you earlier of the cartoon, is that on there? Not the cartoon, but the actual. You'll no. see. All right. You'll Damn see it. when I get there. I want to guess. Well, let me, me feel... fucking talk and we can, you can hear. Can you just say so yes So I'm no? going to start with the oldest one on this list, and that was um, the original National Lampoon's Vacation, Chevy Chase, Beverly nice. D'Angelo. That was, I think, my first memory of a comedy movie that was also kind of raunchy because the, the thing with all the, the vacation movies is they start out raunchy. Like, vacation was very potty mouth, sexual jokes. Um, it was a censor. I, I could tell. <laughs> Uh, European vacation was a little still on that way or whatever. You see her boobs and stuff again. Christmas vacation. Chevy doesn't have not so much. It's more family friendly. Yeah. And then when you get to Vegas vacation, it's super family friendly, but no, the original one, I, it introduced me to kind of like slapsticky type humor too, but not the over the top exaggerated stuff. So I think that would be a good starter movie for anybody to watch. Plus, it's Cousin Eddie. I mean, that's your, that's your introduction to Cousin Eddie. Now, for my second pick, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. I knew it. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's it's one of those movies that when I first watched it, I thought it was a good movie. But as I get older and the movie ages, it just becomes a better movie. You think of the things that they did in it, and it's like, that's so ridiculous. It's funny. I mean, there's a guy, the warehouse that my work is at when I make warehouse runs there. He works for the other business that is at the warehouse all the time. And all we do is quote dumb and dumber. And we just laugh hysterically because it's just so stupid. Well, you have to think how much of that that Daniels and Carrie just make up on the spot. Oh, yeah. Just by being perfectly comedic geniuses. Yeah. And that's the thing is um, it was definitely um, a lot of it. Like, I think it's kind of like with with unemployed, how I laid the structure down but then we all kind of added our own thing to it and then 
I think it's just one of those things where I, I know on the film set it was chaos chaos <laughs> and they were just like trying all these different things so dumb and dumber is definitely on there then they wrecked it with dumb and dumber -er. that just shows you you'll like 90s comedy to me is the best i could have listed so many 90s movies on this list but i didn't want to be just stuck in the 90s but 90s i think was the era with the best comedies because you could be raunchy you could get away with things and people weren't offended yeah. And Dumb it's and not, Dumber. It's is, not that you can get away with things. It's that you're actually creating art without trying to walk on eggshells these days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and that that's just it. Like Dumb and Dumber was ninety-four when it came out. And if you watch that movie and then right after that you watch Dumb and Dumber Er, which was like two thousand sixteen or whatever when it came out. Yeah. It you can see the difference in the writing because they were walking on eggshells because they were afraid to offend people. And it was just sad. I wanted to walk out of that movie. If I wasn't with two other people, I would have probably walked out. And if I was driving, I would have definitely left them. But um, feared you just stay in there making out with them. Yes. <laughs> the third one is Thanks, another girl. one you could probably guess. My favorite Jim Carrey movie, The Cable Guy. Cable, cable Guy. guy. Um, I feel like Cable Guy every time I order <laughs> a package. <laughs> I mean, this movie, Jim Carrey's pretty much his opening line. Oh, sorry, that's was him. Sorry calling Matthew Broderick's character a jerk off really loud. And that's what set the tone. This movie was directed by Ben Stiller written and directed by him. And it makes me sad that Ben Stiller didn't write and direct more because dude, his, his TV show was amazing. I yeah. love the Ben Stiller's yeah. TV show, but you know, one thing like with again, cable guy was 96. You could get away with things back then and people didn't get offended, but he had a lisp. Jim Carrey's character had a lisp and that's what Not for the whole thing. It. Yeah, <laughs> 99% of it. And that's what made that character so much more funny by just adding something like that. And it's not necessarily making fun of people with lisp. It's, you know, embracing that people have lisp and whatnot. <laughs> but, and that's, you know, why I think one of the best written comedy scenes is in Cable Guy. And that's when they play Porno Password. <laughs> and so if password, anybody has if not nipple, seen comedy or nipple. even seen the Cable Guy on YouTube, look up the Cable Guy porno password scene and you will see the tone of that movie. So the fourth one on my list was very difficult, but I wanted to do something a little bit more newer aged. But I don't think new age movies nowadays are funny. He's going to pick his so own movie. This is, no, I, thought, I thought about <laughs> it. Uh, this is from like 2006, I think. A Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and okay. John C. Riley. It's the plot of that. Like me, I like writing simple plots. Like I don't like, convoluted all these twists and turns plots that's not for me i like having a simple plot and just what you do with it and i think yeah. that's what this movie is it was a unique take on you know stepbrothers when you think of when you hear somebody say oh my stepbrother you think like kids they're 40 year old guys that are basically every single kids. situation was just it was easy to to pun off of it and this movie alone is probably the one one of the most quoted absolutely almost everything yeah. is just a one-liner yeah well, like once you start in a circle you know like you have to call me dragon yeah it's like it'll just kind of continue <laughs> you'll be you'll finish the movie do we with just, just become one. best friends <laughs> yep <laughs> want to do karate in the garage yep <laughs> oh and and that's the same thing with dumb and dumber it's you take two comic geniuses and basically say go and they write their movie on the spot it's kind of a shame it's also will ferrell one of his probably pretty much at his peak there yeah well, it's kind of a shame that 
Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber in 94 and Will Ferrell, John C. Riley in 2006 weren't all oh together at the set. Cause can you imagine if Step Brothers and Dumb and Dumber came out around the same time and then they saw the popularity of them and they did a crossover movie with those four? Just imagine a night of Saturday Night Live with those oh, four God. people on it. I like mean, repetitive sketches. You probably could get away with it nowadays. Like I think all four of them can still act, but it's just the whole PC thing nowadays. Absolutely, so, yeah. So my picks were, again, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Dumb and Dumber, The Cable Guy, Step Brothers. Real quick, some of my runner-ups, I'm going to do, uh, just. I'll just name them here. We don't really need to discuss them. Uh, Mighty P- Python and the Holy Grail, that I think is fantastic movie. Uh, it's a must-see. Oh, fudge. I was thinking of the other one, and I can't think of it now. You can't podcast anymore. I <laughs> know. Kingpin. Definitely would be on my list. I have to put Mafia up there. Thank you. Uh, airplane. Airplane. Oh, because that so is, good. it takes a certain person to like that humor, which is why I didn't put that or Mafia on my list because I know there's a lot of people that don't get that type of humor and don't understand that type of humor. Dude. I mean, Hot Shots was amazing. Like, <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> amazing is a strong word. And my third runner up would be Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. That was an instant cult classic. Yeah. Like, for a, I guess, comedy. I mean, I guess there are, like, a lot of the Bill Murray stuff were instant cult classics. Yeah. But that one was, that's also, that's probably one of the most movies, a movie that I've seen the most. Well, when I first saw Napoleon Dynamite, I didn't know what to expect with it. And that opening scene on the bus where he ties fishing string to an action figure and throws it out the window <laughs> and just drags it behind the bus. It's like, what? Why? why is, <laughs> That's why everything. Is this, why is this happening? Me, why am I, I still watching it? The evolution of my reaction to that is like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. See, like, I, <laughs> I watched it when I was young, like when it first came out young, before my comedy evolved like i was still in the this isn't a fart joke this isn't an adam sandler movie no one's making funny noises it, it was a clean and comedy I too didn't yeah. Like, yeah and i didn't like it so i've always had this stigma in my brain that this isn't this isn't a funny movie this isn't good as all but i think if i watched it now loving like dark stupid comedy i think i'd love it what i love about that too is like for something that is so melatonin almost every single character is a very strong character mm-hmm. it's like holy crap like you're his Rick, Uncle Rico is something, you know, Pip. You know, or, yeah. who, do you, who do you think's funnier, Uncle Rico or Kip? Kip. Fuck. Kip is definitely funnier. I, I know Rico improvised a lot. And the, he was a, just, he's a vegetarian. Like every, every, like at the picnic part where he's like eating some stuff, like after every take, he's like sticking or spitting everything out. Oh my out. God, he had to eat so much steak though <laughs> yeah. for that movie. Hey, well, he's just like, that character, Rick, Uncle Rico, just how narcissistic he is like he's always like folding his arms looking at his muscles in his shirt, and filming himself <laughs> throwing a football and then he actually threw, knocks it over oh my god you gotta watch that movie i mean man it's so good all right lonnie let's turn it over to the dark side oh, here i this was hard only half how hard was four it? movies was hard but i kind of have an advantage you guys didn't have horror has so many tropes so you could pick based off tropes is what I ended up doing. But then getting into tropes, it's like, okay, do you, you go with what's best in the trope or do you go with what started the trope? And then my foolproof method of picking the trope turned into a fucking firestorm of, oh, now I got to go all through the trope. So I ended up just trying to focus on it. So Say trope one more time, motherfucker. Trope. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> Every time you play that, I look over. <laughs> so the person gonna, with that voice is right here with us. He's just not. He's not mic'd up. Yeah. Well, he is mic'd up. He's but all he just doesn't the mic. Microphone. First movie, the oldest movie on this list. I picked Night of the Living Dead for two particular reasons. One, it was really the first true allegory that was easy to to understand. There were other ones that were out there, but it was the first movie that really showed humans as the monster, opposed to the monster being the monster. But as a getting into film, it's it's a great monster movie. So if like you look at traditional monsters, you can think Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula. Dracula. But you can look at a zombie and go, fuck, I don't know what zombies are, but that's a zombie. Like, you would know that. So would you also throw in the 1990 Tom Savini version since it's basically shot for shot? I, would, I think you'd have to go with the original. I think just that okay. black and white, that acting just is, is something so pure and so beautiful about it. So, yeah, the first one, talking about monsters and just an easy path into watching a movie about a thing. That's not what you think it's about. It would have to be Night of the Living Dead. My second one, I tried to find a movie that was super suspenseful and then also had another thing. So I went through found footage movies that were super suspenseful and I landed on the Blair Witch Project. Yes. Um, it came out when movies were still like movie like that. It was real. Like right. there was no internet. Yes. You, didn't, <laughs> you didn't know that it was fake movie like until they came out on the news and said it was a movie that was fucking realist shit on the block i, I fell for it hook line and sinker. absolutely I, so did i i was scared to sleep because i thought it was real i seen that dude standing in the corner every time i shut my eyes well and i mean it's it's one of those movies still to this day where like people still they always do that one shot how heather had the camera like really close to her face people always try to duplicate that right right and that opposed to other found footage movies that came after it that one gave a reason to have a camera like that's a flaw that a lot of found footage movies have is why are you recording what is making you record right now that had a plot and a reason to be recording so it didn't feel forced yeah it's not like all the found footage ones where it's like is that thing on no, the red light means it's all like I hate that. Right. right. It's just it's always the perverted guy filming his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Oh yeah. And every every <laughs> shot kind of crescendoed at the end of the day. Like it was something was happening and then they would straight stop. So it made it feel real. It was like shit's getting too intense, we're done. Well, I got to the point when I watched it in theaters when it came out, I didn't want him to turn the camera on. Like when they would turn it on, it's like every night something worse was happening. Right. And when and it would always start with the camera turning on. It was dark. You could hear them, but you couldn't see it. I'm like, fuck, I don't want them to turn it on. I'm Put the movie back in the freezer. That right. tent scene where it starts like shaking. Right. That that scarred me from like ever for a while after that. Anytime we'd go camping, I was afraid to sleep because I was just like any noise I'm heard, I'm like, fuck. The next thing, the tent's gonna start shaking and Right. And there's I think it's episode three. I can't remember what episode it was, but I made a defense. Uh, about this movie way deep down the rabbit hole where i pitched that the the two guys were actually luring heather out in the field to kill her and it was all a, another plot so you can pick your own subplots out of this movie to so choose your own so yeah we did that that was fun i like that yeah so this movie awesome suspense movie because it gets worse every day without overdoing it and 
to me was the first good found footage movie, if not the first real found footage movie in horror. A uh, third category was hard. And I, I picked one from the slasher genre. Because you can't have horror without throwing a good slasher movie in there. Better be from the 80s. <laughs> it, it's the best from one. the 70s, actually. Close enough. The slasher movies, to me, need to rely on the three Bs. Big scary knives. Boobs. Boobs and blood. All right. So that instantly counts out my favorite slasher movie, which is Nightmare on Elm Street, simply because the, the kill count is too low. Only three people die in it. So that counts out my favorite movie right off the bat. Unfortunately, it counts out Jeremy's favorite horror movie as well with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a good kill count. I think it's a little too dark for someone new coming into horror. It doesn't have any catching features. There's nothing that would draw people back with such a dark movie. And there's not a lot of blood in it. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's not. It's, it's a relatively clean movie. It's a good starter movie. It's Yeah. Get your, get your feet wet. Get it's your feet primer. wet. Friday the 13th, another great franchise. But who's going to want to sit through? Who's going to go, wow, is there a second one? When the main antagonist is killed in the first movie. Like there's nothing about that movie goes, oh, wow, I wonder what the second one's like. Or the next 10. So as you guys pointed at my shirt... The slasher movie I chose is a 1978 classic Halloween. Nice. It had a likable monster with Michael Myers. It had a simple plot, like Madman comes back to his hometown to kill a bunch of teenagers who are having sex and being crazy on Halloween. It's not an over-exaggerated plot. It's easy. Well, he's the, just the, trying to kill his family, but all these... All sexy other, kids are getting in the way. Damn sexy naked damn kids, sexy are kids away. and they're sexy. And uh, the gore effects were great. I just think it's the perfect starter slasher movie. There's mm-hmm. enough humor in it too that you can kind of be like, oh, slasher movies are fun. And then you get into the slashers like Freddy Krueger or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or April Fool's Day or well, My yeah. Bloody Valentine, which are actually funny. Yeah. Another thing about Halloween that's great, the the original is the score to it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It, if you don't listen to, and I'm not talking about just the, doo, 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 like all the other scores that they did. If you don't listen to that and it doesn't get you in a horror Halloween mood, there's something wrong with it. Right, you. yeah. And John Carpenter, the director of the movie, did the score as well. So he everything about that movie came out of that man's brain. Amazing. Probably my favorite slasher. Yeah. Number four. Before you go to number four, yeah. do your best uh, Donald Pleasant's Dr. Loomis impression. <laughs> six times. Six he times. Him six he's, times. He's, he's crazy. <laughs> what the? F- Why does it always go? Why does he sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. I was, I he's was thinking. Crazy. He's not going to die. Bill, Bill Cosby. <laughs> we got to get some Bill Cosby. He's crazy. <laughs> he's coming back I to shot where he was. him six times. <laughs> How many times? Six times. He's escaped. <laughs> um, and number four, I wanted that perfect haunted house slash ghost movie. There's so many good ones. Could have went with Amityville Horror, but... Actually, Amityville Horror, if you watch it, is kind of boring. Depends on who does. Yeah. The Ryan Reynolds one, at least you get a little beauty. documentary out on it now where they talk to, like, people that were involved with, like... Yeah, it's all fucking fake. (laughs) Sorry. Fuck you, Warrens. I love you. Don't hate me. (laughs) 
we're, we're in a toxic relationship, me and, the, me and the Warrens. <laughs> <laughs> so for Haunted House slash Ghost Movie, I picked Poltergeist. Okay. For multiple reasons. One, it was suspenseful, and it was a great movie in – not it was Judd T. Nelson? Uh, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, yeah. Was hey, the coach. Was the perfect father figure for that. But the greatest thing about that movie, it was a PG movie. Yeah. It's and one it, of the few that I can play at my work, horror movies. Right. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is horror can be scary without having to be gory or over the top. I mean, the goriest scene is in the guy when he's looking at himself in the mirror. And, starts and his to, face melts. But it, and it's so hokey, but it's a practical effect, and that's why I love it. Right. Well, two things came from that movie that people, again, to this day say – they're here, and this house is clear. This house is clean. You can do women impressions, <laughs> men, no, no, no men. It didn't sound anything like Bill Cosby. Well, and that made that movie too. I think made people it made them scared of something different now. Like right. your your house is haunted. I mean, how many people right. do you think were probably checking to make sure that there was no clown in their closet or under their bed and right that, it made it made you scared of real things yeah and and the whole premise of that movie is moving the headstones of a graveyard but not moving the bodies yeah. and and one of the the legends of that movie set was that they were using actual skeletons and there was serial killers who were working on set well and, that whole movie production yeah. was cursed oh from the beginning unfortunately the actress who played carol ann passed away in the filming of the third movie and a lot of the crew fell ill it was just for what it was it was fantastic but that's a good movie yeah i Great. like that so those are my four starter pack you could buy from walmart yeah a lot of those are <laughs> are staples in the horror genre pretty much what we i guess we all picked were like staples in what genre they were right like they really set the stage for a lot of things that came after especially like the found footage that was that was like the first found footage right and they did it so else. well and it's what made me fall in love with the found footage genre uh, was that movie and i've seen so many fucking terrible ones thanks to that movie. Well, and unfortunately i think found footage movies is a cop out for filmmakers it's a cheap it's way to easy. make a movie it is yeah. but it's also tapping on a sense that you don't like you feel like you're more there it, like you're the one behind the camera because you're watching a screen. But it also like you know those found footage movies. It, what I don't like about them is they're so shaky. They you know give people motion sickness and that adds like, to the the fright, the scare. Right. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I I, I don't get me wrong. Like, oh, I, I shit would, myself. I would love to someday do a found footage movie, but I want to do it right. I don't want to do it in a cheap way. I want it to be a unique plot, and I want unique things to happen. Like Paranormal Activity, the first one that came out. That one creeped me out in it, it in was theater. it was done well. Yeah. Uh and I and it was also the thing of like I think crowdfunding that really put crowdfunding on the map because Yeah, I think that the, movie only cost what like thirteen thousand dollars or something I like it was that. Like to make. Eighty thousand. No, it was much, much know, cheaper. Probably what they got. And then they they gross like millions, millions billions of dollars and like the end credits to that movie are so long because everybody that crowdfunded it yeah. even if it was like a dollar got their name in the credits and like the credits themselves i think are like over 10 minutes long because of all the people but uh then they went on with paranormal activity two three four all that stuff and it's like yeah well you took a good thing and now you've i didn't mind the second one since it, it went along with the first faces. one but yeah the second one wasn't bad but then after that it was like okay you're doing this out of greed uh, now 
I kind of liked the third one a little bit when they went back in time where actually they started paying attention to their uh, childhood. Yeah, like the origin story a little yeah. bit more of why things were and where Heather was a child. And my couple I have for uh, honorable mentions for the people who don't want to go back and watch older movies, focus on newer movies. I really liked, and it sounds super cheesy, I really liked Escape Room. I thought that was a good modern movie for people to get into horror movies. Kind of cheesy, kind of hokey. I've never seen that one, which is weird because I manage Escape Room. (laughs) It's just a, it's a fun, it's like if Saw met the movie Cube, it's just. What what would you put Cube in? Suspense, probably. Or I was thinking of The Cell. Second one. It should have been on my list, but I honestly didn't know where to put it. The The Babadook. Oh, yeah. oh, fantastic movie. Absolutely love it. Seeing The Babadook made me think that they can do, uh, oh, what's a long dude with the no Slenderman? Slenderman. Slenderman. That movie was garbage. Yep. That movie would have been an okay movie if it wasn't called Slenderman. Like if it was just a suspenseful I movie. I don't think it's seen it because they have character. like eight of them and it's all like I'll give other you the one. <laughs> I have a copy of it. I don't think I've seen the actual one that was really theater release, whatever. Are, the, are those your honorable? Well, I got one okay. more. And the other one I had was, uh, I think, Open Sea or the, so you don't have the it? People Lost at Sea. I, I think it's that. Open Sea where the two people, oh, I thought the divers who had the float in the ocean. I couldn't remember its name, so I didn't use the found footage movie about the two people. Deep Blue Sea? No. Is that the surfing one. <laughs> open Water, maybe? Open I water, think that's it. probably it. Open yeah. Water, yeah. Just the the uneasy feeling of being lost in the ocean. Yeah, just even just seaside films definitely has an effect on a mass audience. Yeah, like just having no land. Two movies that I would put on like maybe your honorable mention list, like my honorable mention for horror, would be the first horror movie that really kind of is creepy, Nosferatu. Great movie. I think for a silent film. That was probably one of the creepier films because of the way his eyes in that movie and just the way they used the shadows and the lighting and whatnot. But another one that I thought was a very interesting concept and I thought was done very well, and I think it's kind of underrated for what it was, uh, The Belko Experiment. Yeah, yeah. that was a good movie, yeah. I mean, basically it's in a bit, like for local people, like it's like a Woodman Tower type business like that where there's multiple levels and they get locked in and basically- Isn't that Adrian Brody? I don't know the actor's name, but he was the dad in the remake of Last House on the Left. Uh, he played um, the guy in the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, his best friend that turned out to be the bad guy. I don't know what his name is, but he's actually a really good actor, and he doesn't age either. Oh, John Gallagher? Yes. Junior? Cool. But that it's, it's a very interesting... It's one of those movies that makes you think... Like I like movies that make me think, like, oh my God, Like if I was in that situation, what the fuck would I do? Right. And the movie I really wanted to put on the list, but... I couldn't even put it as an honorable mention. It just, it, unfortunately, it wouldn't be something I would give to somebody new in horror. It would definitely be one of those seasoned people who haven't seen it. Is Pet Cemetery, mm. not the remake, that dog shit movie, but the original one. I think it's just a pure perfect horror movie for so many different reasons. Like it was the scariest horror movie to me. Like if it, if someone said watch this movie the scariest movie i would believe them and then i had a child and i watch it and it's so good for different reasons now i think it was scarier for me as a kid like watching it now i do see a lot of the cheese fest in there well yeah of course well that's one of the pet cemetery is one of the few horror movies out there that takes me back to my childhood like 
I remember every year for Halloween, we'd carve pumpkins and we'd have like a horror movie playing. And I remember Pet Cemetery was one of those. And so it takes me back to a simpler time. We got to mess our kids up with these awesome movies, these awesome horror movies now, <laughs> because they're not going to get the same effect when they go back and right i I make watch i make mocks watch horror movies with me all the time and he just giggles them off he watch them he likes the monsters but if you spray pam in a pan he freaks out so are you saying pan or (laughs) both both in fact well that was my those are our starter packs so for those of you that are action (laughs) then jeremy's uh (laughs) comedy and lonnie's never mind all right and uh, Mike, Mike's next with it's his gonna starter over. pack of pornos. <laughs> oh yeah! But yeah, so if you have not, I'm sure you, I'm sure you have seen, <laughs> I'm sure you have seen a, a movie of every genre. Um, but take our advice: watch the four movies that we each picked for our thing, and get back to us and let us know what you think. And let's try to get more interactive. If you're listening to this, go to our Facebook page and you tell us your favorite starter pack, and it could be any movie. Any movie, let us know. I we might even actually do a review on it on another BPT movie review podcast. Thumbs down it. I'm going to thumbs down it. If you comment. Give me your, your four favorite Adam Sandler movies. And if Happy Gilmore's not on it, you're wrong. That'd be first. Click. Have to be. Happy Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Uncut Gems. Oh, absolutely. And I... Click. I would either say... Click. I'd say The Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer's great, yeah. And then... Runner-up would be Fifty First Dates. Yeah. And the best part about that movie is Sean Astin with his his list. Oh, yeah. like, is this the guy, Dad? <laughs> and the, the best scene in that movie is when they're driving and Lucy's like, she's like, so what else happened, Doug? Did you win Mr. Universe contest? And he's like, I didn't know there was going to be a urine <laughs> test or whatever. Because he's big into steroids. So. Right. Speaking of uh, Jews, all right. <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question. Like, what? what Breed of Jew are you? Jewish. Jewish. Like, what, what's the uh, well, the one that sits on the couch and eats Krispy Kreme donuts? <laughs> well, he lets the misses. Uh-huh. I told take- her she could take the day off since I wasn't working. She didn't have to work. Oh man! But she said, "Fuck you, we're moving." And how nice of you? Fifteen days, and she said, "I'm working." I said, oh, "Okay." I'm surprised I, that hasn't changed to sooner. <laughs> there was like this. It was supposed to be the fourth, and then they told us the fifteenth. I was grateful. There was this prophecy that I received, and I think it's Jewish. I think it's a Hebrew. Here we go. And I wanted to know if you can translate this. Let's hear it. So, all right, I'm just going to do it like word by word here. So, ding dong. My 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 Hebrew is really off. I know there's a lot of like <laughs> coughing and stuff. <laughs> so, chelul finlemi. Does that sound like anything? You gotta gotta get in the back of your throat. Lichaken, Dokosma, Mayom Shur, Hatrahan. I can't do the the. Ilnalagishlaron. Does that sound like anything? No, your pronunciation is terrible. Let I'm going to try it. to read this all together. Let me see it. I'll just read it for you. Say, Hellil Thin Lilmi Lichaken, Dokosma, Mama Shur, Hatahan. I know I go. Mama say, knock you out. <laughs> all right, let me try it again. Here, hold on. Let me. Oh my God! Halo. Uh, I'm going to do it without the 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 Hebrew, so, so it just reads like. Hold on, I might have Hebrew in my phone. Halo. Here. 
Hey, little thin, let me light your candle, cause the mama sure had to hunt. This I sounds. Know. <laughs> this doesn't sound Jewish. It sounds like freaking uh, ISIS Islamic. Here, type in what you want it to say. I'm just oh gonna. Hey, little thing, like light your candle, cause a mama, I'm a sure had a hand. I, know, <laughs> I, I knew, I knew this was gonna be something retarded. <laughs> what? It's Jewish, right? It, it's Hebrew, huh? Close enough. Yeah. Right. It sounds like a spin doctor song. <laughs> hey, little thing, let me light your candle, cause a mama, I'm a sure. I mean, never mind. All right. That Keep was going. the bathroom por- break portion of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Uh, and for that, Justin, what's your topic this week? I wanted to know who raised you guys. That's it. Michael. Well, it depends on what magazine I'm reading. <laughs> so, all right. I, stupid. I compiled stupid. a list. <laughs> that was stupid after the bullshit we just had a list to. Oh, we expect it from him. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, I wanted to uh, compile a list of TV shows of kind of what had like a mass effect on your guys' upbringing. I wanted to know who raised you guys. What... TV shows did you watch when you were younger that really ingrained who you are today? So a few things, you know, like I think a lot of us is probably going to share some of the same things. I don't think we will. No? I don't feel like anything on my list is anything on your guys' list. I probably wrote down like 15 things here. I got but one, five, six, seven. Seven? I didn't have a TV growing up, so I didn't really get into watching TV till my mid-20s. So mine are like more nostalgia choices than people who raised me. Right. I mean, that, that kind of works. I mean, there's certain characters that I think a lot of people grow attached to. It's like, wow, I I kind of see semblance of who I am or who I want to portray as a person. Right. Like I went back and watched all the shows when I was already an adult and made my dumb choices. So, I mean, I watch TV at friends' houses and at my grandparents' house, but as for like my main domicile residence, we didn't have a TV. I'm laughing just because I'm watching Michael. And it's like he's watching a tennis match. Like just, just when, when you guys talk, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> his head moves with it. So okay, it's cute, it's cute. So are so, we gonna go like? I don't know. I'll, ju- I'll just we'll just go around one, one at a time, like, one or two at a time, depending on how you want to do. So uh, one of my first uh, picks, I think, probably my favorite show, and I think it's just because mostly because of nostalgia. I am biased on a lot of this stuff. I think who I am today, I don't think I would be without the TV show Friends. It's like I caught that when I was in like middle school, high school, and that really was the area that I was kind of coming out of my shell and coming into my own. I love Friends. Napkins. That's the, there's so many people, like <laughs> to me, people treat Friends like Nickelback. It's the cool thing to hate Friends. No, it's not. Friends, I, if you say Friends is not a funny show, you do not have a sense of humor. I will agree maybe the first couple seasons, maybe even the third season weren't the greatest. But once that show hit its stride, it's like it was on it's point. perfect. The Great characters writing. developed. Yeah. They played off of each other well. So anybody that does not like friends, you are not my friend. That's kind of what I like. And the office isn't something I grew up with. So that's something that I've just grown to like. So it's not on my list, but it's relatively similar to that. It's like once you got to um, a gist of what the characters are, it just flows. You're like, oh, my God. That's just amazing. That's why I try not to judge a show after the first season. Some shows are just really bad. And it's just like, I, I, there's no way this is getting better. Right. But So the characters and their loyalty to their friends, the humor itself, I think I adapted a lot of that. I mean, there's a lot of everyday things that you encounter, that they encounter in that and stuff with your friends. So right. you know, there's fights, there's friends that like each other. 
Like they may didn't, maybe didn't like each other at first, but Justin. <laughs> well, it's one of those shows too that tried to be emulated so many times that no one could get the formula correct. Yeah. And then I still haven't watched the reunion that just came I haven't out. Either. I watched some of the interviews and I was shocked to hear that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston, who played Ross and Rachel, actually had a crush on each other. The Well, look at them, her. They they <laughs> were <laughs> they just were at that point where it's just like they wanted to date each other, but when he wanted to date her, she was seeing somebody. When she broke up, he was dating somebody else. So it's like I mean, they were professional with it, but yeah. well, she was dating Brad Pitt when it first started, or yeah. married to him. So it's when like, you're David Schwimmer and well, you know she's dating Brad Pitt, so it's like eh. yeah, well, she was hot. Okay. He had all that she me money. So what about you, Lonnie? Uh, so my first pick was the Red Green Show. Oh yeah, that was actually going to be one of my picks. Yeah, I love that. Just that good old. You don't know the Red I don't Green know Show. The Red Green wow. Show. Okay, uh, just a good Northern Minnesota slash Canada show. That's why. Basically, it, it, yeah, it, it was almost like a parody of a sitcom. They just get themselves and the, look that up. Yeah, they get themselves into crazy situations, and then they'd all do monologues or. A red green but show. Very, yeah. very Wisconsin, Minnesota, Canada, North Dakota. I spent North Dakota probably a, a full summer watching that and a few other things. Primarily that one, but and the PBS. Interesting. I don't know anything about this. It came on around the same time one of my picks did come on, which was Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> red green and Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean definitely liked that show. I like the movies too that they came out with oh, yeah. that yeah. too. It's like you don't need to necessarily it's just the physical expression cuz he didn't he barely used any words. There's a few oh, like yeah. all all, you know, but that was about it. I think one of my favorite ones in the movie is when he's like in a convertible and he pulls up next to guys on bikes and he waves at them and they flip them off. So then he's just like flipping everybody off like nuns and stuff like that. And it wasn't like a firm flip off. He had like the floppy wrists. See, and that, that's actually a good point that they made you laugh without dialogue. Right. It was Very all, Charlie Chapin like. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I like that. And I think it kind of infused a lot of that with my own acting because I think it's your action that kind of says a lot more than, well, at least for the way that I act, my action says more than my words. Noise. My first pick is a TV show called Saved by the Bell. Zach um, Morris is trash. That was a very, I mean, because I was in school at the time. It actually, when I was really into it, was before I went to junior high. Junior high is when you got the locker and you had different classes. And then you got put in the and, locker. And, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was one of those shows that you could relate to. Sorry for that. And <laughs> it was it was like thing too. It's like, which character are you? Well, I wasn't AC Slater because I wasn't a jock. I wasn't really Zach Morris because I wasn't like a troublemaker. I guess if I had to go with one of the guys, I was Screech, Screech even though I really <laughs> wasn't a nerd. But um but yeah, and then also Kelly Kapowski was <clears throat> my first um, true TV crush. Like, I, I, it made me start to think as a guy, like, wow, girls are really not as disgusting and have cooties as they think if they if they grow up to look like that. Wow. So, I did not like the first season of Saved by the Bell when they were like in in junior high, and it was a completely different cast. I mean, Zach Morris was there, but and Screech, but nobody else was. Yeah. What was the is like Jesse was the kid's name or? So I think so. Yeah, and then they just replaced him with a female Jesse. Yeah. And like no one noticed. Well, and it's just like they, Mr. Belding was there too, but they had that teacher lady, and I didn't really care for her. She had like an accent, but it was once I got to high school, those were the episodes I liked. 
And then they did the college years, which was garbage. Some of it was okay. Like that one or two, maybe three episodes of the college years that were fun. But Saved by the Bell, the high school years, like the one or two seasons that Kelly was gone, they had that other girl. Yeah. Tori. Yeah, Tori. And then she randomly was gone all of a sudden. And she Kelly was like was a back. biker chick. Yeah. She was like a butch and whatnot. But Kelly I, I mean, I watch, I watch some of those shows nowadays and it's like, God, obviously it was hokey as Oh, yeah, shit, for sure. But still like it. I put Saved by the Bell up there with like Doug. Because I mean, like you get these little lessons to learn or even how to socially manipulate your friends. And <laughs> <laughs> The thing I, I always wanted was that 80s cell phone yeah. look like a pay phone that up to his ear i'm sure hipsters are going to come out with a version of it soon that they can like <laughs> fucking clip their iphone into it i had about 10 years ago there was this thing that auxiliary cable that plugged into your phone and it had it was the big the big cordless yeah. or the big yeah house phones yeah. nice a few of my my darker humor things obviously south park family guy beavis and butthead like that whole genre and also just pushing the the envelope saying like hey you can actually cover these little topics here and i mean beavis and butthead didn't go too far but family guy definitely pressed on they some pushed things. It. yeah yeah and i was probably like what 12 when they finally hit fox and family my- guy is definitely one of the raunchiest cartoons that i've watched i know there's probably more out there that came after but right, right. my dad's two favorite shows on earth are uh family guy and jeopardy <laughs> He'll like he's like no company. Peanut Jeopardy's loves Jeopardy. on. I hate Jeopardy. I think that's the boringest but, game show there is. But Peanut loves Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> on the opposite note, are Bob, you just doing your whole list? Bob Ross and Bill Nye. Those were I, Bill Nye, the science guy. Chill. Bill, Bill. <laughs> I used to watch the shit. Like when we got TV, and I realized that you could stream seasons of Bob Ross. I had fucking just gorged myself with Bob Ross. For my oldest daughter, that was like one of the only <laughs> things that put her to sleep. Bob like, Ross? Thank you. Let's put on Bob Ross. Like, and that when we go to the places like the bookstore, she's like, Mom, Bob Ross. That's why Bob she Ross. hates me because I wear, I have an afro. <laughs> it's when he fucking would slap that brush on the leg. I'd just Smack the devil I'm out like, of it. Fuck yeah, get it. <laughs> Funny thing is at my work, there's a guy that does every couple months, he does a Bob Ross painting class. That shit sells out. Like he has so many people that people are they get pissed when they show up and it's sold out. Like I cannot believe the impact Bob Ross has had on people. Um, I'm gonna go down on my list. The second one. Oh, you're just gonna skip me? That's yeah. cool. Well, you guys have like both like named like fifty. I've named one. You've named more than one. I've you already named, named mine. mine, so you stole mine. Justin's like going down his list. Yeah, he just did like twelve. Are you girls gonna fight or what's up? Go name yours. Okay. Go at it. The game show on Nickelodeon, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. Fantastic show. That, yeah. was, that was that what got me into um, building things. Th- yeah, like being creative with like setting up obstacle courses at my house for me and my friends, like inside and outside. And you know, and then the best part about that show is the end when they had the medallions. Like you got like a half a medallion if you won the the games and stuff. But yeah, I love that show. I always was. I was behind the purple parrots and they never won. The purple parrots were always like the nerdiest boy and the scrawniest girl. It's blue and barracudas are brusque. Bust yeah. <laughs> but that definitely uh, was a top favorite game show. My favorite. I'll do two real quick just because get just that out of the way. I would go over to my buddy's house and we would, we would binge because I Nickelodeon would have like three episodes at a time of, are you afraid of the dark? 
that was a good horror fix when I, I think was, just the anthology of of creating small short stories right. you know just yeah. to, to throw out kind of like along with goosebumps and stuff to that the creative experience as writers you know it's right. like wow wow like you're pulling from and some of them are mythology and they, i think it kind of opens you up to certain things right. like that too and in that like micro format like even quicker than the anthology right. it's like how quickly can you scare someone a show I really got into when I started watching TV was The Mighty Boosh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You've seen The Mighty Boosh? You're naming off all these things I've never heard of. Yeah. Very big fan of uh, uh, Noel Felding. He is one of the goth detectives with uh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand's on the show? No, he's not. Oh, I was going to say, I would not watch it. No, it's it's just a fantastic, surreal, crazy show. And what's it called again? The Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Bushka. I want to say around 2002 to 2006 or 7 when it was on. I was thinking something much older than that, like 90s. Interesting. Yeah, it had three seasons, I think. Their stage productions were amazing. Like, they, they used to do, like, traveling. Have you ever heard anyone ever quote old Greg? No. Okay, never mind then. Just young Greg. Just young Greg. Greg Young Chevrolet. Now, one that probably has the biggest impact on my life, not so much anymore nowadays, WWF, WWE wrestling. I thought yeah. you were going to go there, especially uh, with the medallions. and. The- yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, one. you know, my dad is what got me into wrestling. I mean, I remember some of my youngest, earliest memories were watching that. And if it wasn't for WWE wrestling, you wouldn't my, went pro. my friends in junior high and high school, we who knows if we would have met that's what bonded us all and you know we not only watched it weekly we went to live events when they came here we backyard wrestled in like three of our backyards and had all these different characters shit i owned a wrestling promotion for uh, a little while here but you know i I don't watch it so much nowadays because it's just watered down and catered to little kids and stupid but uh, it's definitely something that influenced a lot in my life, professional wrestling. I mean, Lonnie, you and I wouldn't have even met if it wasn't for professional wrestling. Yeah. So that was one of my bigger ones. That's what she said. Hey. Justin, go ahead and do 30. Hey. Um, <laughs> so this, I wasn't a big fan of like Star Trek. I, I didn't, my, my dad was, my dad was huge into it and, but I watched it and I guess there's a lot of like lessons that I did learn and it kind of opened me up to like questioning things, Star Trek, uh, X-Files, a lot of those things, even like the X-Men animated series, it kind of falls into that that because yeah. yeah, it's an amazing, it's probably one of the better ones that they did. It's just being more of a skeptic, I guess. It's like knowing that there's other things and it's kind of also with like Saved by the Bell or even Friends, it's like. You don't have to be afraid of the unknown. You can kind of journey out and explore and and, and find out what is actually real. Yeah, good pick. Series, I didn't get into till later. I watched one episode and then I proceeded to watch the other eight seasons in like a weekend. Well, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I never got into that show. Loved it. Loved I did it. like the movie. Chrissy Swanson was one of my... my Pee-wee Herman <laughs> was the best vampire of all time i totally forgot yeah when they Pee-wee st- herman's a vampire Wee herman is the best vampire portraying Wee herman or no just, just the, a oh. character himself okay. he's got uh, his death scene is the best death outside of the lost boys in vampire history hmm. interesting Seriously, in the movie the buffy where this is we're not talking about movies but he's like going across the doorways like oh oh 
Right. And he falls <laughs> to the floor and he's just kicking the door frame. <laughs> uh, 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 and he looks at her and makes sure she's still paying attention. He's like, uh, <laughs> um, and then he just stops and falls over dead. Fantastic. But the Buffy show, uh, the first season was kind of slow, had a, had a lot of character development. Then as it went on, it got better and better. And then there, there's two episodes that if you, you talk to anyone who likes Buffy, you're, you go, I have two favorite episodes. And they go, me too. And you're like, what are those? First one is Hush. Second one is Once More With Feeling. Like anybody who likes Buffy, automatically those are your two favorite episodes. They're fantastic. Isn't Once More With Feeling a two-parter? Uh, no, Once More With Feeling is the musical episode. Never mind. And there's how many seasons of that show? Eight or nine. All of them. Jesus. Every single one. <laughs> Another show that I like, and this is probably, I'm probably the only one that watched. I, I'm sure Michael watched this. Uh, but this this actually opened up my eyes to, at a young age, of the talents that real people have. And that would be the show Star Search with no. Ed McMahon. Uh, yeah. We watched that every Sunday morning at my house. And it was just, it was also that first time where it's like, I could actually see like they left it in the hands of like the audience and stuff too, voting and the different stars and whatnot. But yeah, it was just an intro. It's, it's basically what America's got talent today is except back in the eighties and nineties when there didn't have like a huge budget. So that is Full House and Fresh Prince were two of my favorite ones because they really touched on like the the more sensitive values, right? And which is weird to say about Fresh Prince, like <laughs> because of like majority of the shows were him, like he was obsessed with women and it was kind of sexualized women and stuff. But they actually had a lot of value and like taught you things in that show. Yeah. Also, I guess home improvement that kind of taught me about like, well, being a kid, <laughs> being a kid, I learned like a lot of like marital lessons from that, but I had, I didn't think I retained it. <laughs> well, and but, the thing with that show, it's like, how white do you want to be? Like that show really made you feel white. <laughs> Going off of that, um, <laughs> because they did like some home improvement um, outtakes or, or puns on with like Mad TV. I loved Mad TV. I loved all that. Um, it's like, especially like all that. Because it made me think that, like, oh, I can do this. These are just yeah. kids doing this. So now, I mean, but, I could probably do something like, like this. Like, the only one of those kids who actually made something out of themselves was uh, Keenan Keen Thompson. Oh. Kel, oh. also, you know. Kel didn't make shit up for himself. Everybody loved him for no reason. And then, then he just stopped. Who like, loves orange? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> orange soda. <laughs> and this is going to sound stupid. One of my favorite oh, shows. On this podcast, something's one, stupid. One of my favorite shows was World of the Psychics. I don't remember It's my that. second favorite show. You and I show. would not have gotten along because I don't know any of these shows that you're It's talking. my second favorite show. And you and now it's your turn to ask him what, what my first favorite show was. What's your first favorite show? Bassmasters. I'm so sorry. It's a fishing show. Really? You learned a lot from that? <laughs> Apparently Techniques. not how to cover your feet. Fuck you. This is a line from Ghostbusters huh. 2. Jeez, you guys don't know dick with, for movies. On a serious note. I think something that I learned a lot from, from two figures, John Walsh and Robert Stack both taught me a lot with America's Most Wanted and uh, Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. That goes into mine. Go. Rescue 911. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Unsolved Mystery was right after Rescue 911. Just because it's on the same hour it's doesn't mean same it's the same thing. <laughs> Rescue 911 also showed me, it was actually the first show to ever creep me out. That, that theme song they picked for it with all the different 
audio clips from actual 911 calls yeah. creeped me out, but it also showed me about acting because it was like everything was a reenactment. Yeah, I know. Right. That's yeah, fucked yeah, me yeah. up, too. I'm like, you got the guy right there. Yeah. Get him. Like, how do you not You're filming see him? Yeah. You fucking filmed it. Yeah. yeah. But like your cops must be really shitty. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it taught me a little a lot, oh, a lot about like situational awareness. And it's just like, don't just trust anybody. I mean, like, because some of these happen to like kids. And it's like, if you right. see this guy, do you're you, fucked. Do you remember the, uh, did you guys watch Rescue 911 much? No. Nah. Reno. Nine. <laughs> but there was one episode where it was the one where the little kid went and fell in the well and they had to like get Lassie. Yeah, yeah, Lassie, uh, a dog told them that last uh, that Timmy fell in the well. I, I don't want to say it was probably like a two, three year old, and they wandered off in their yard, and there was a hole that fell down that went into a pipe, and they it was this big thing. Like they had tons of fire crew and rescue crew out there. And I think I remember. To, yeah, they had to dig and cut the pipe without cutting. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because he was. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Kids just down there catching frogs. That could give two shits less. That'll be my next topic on the, you thought we forgot or whatever. Oh, we're, we just reminded them. Right. Now they already know. I got two more on my list. So I, got, like, I got one more on my list. Justin's three got that, what, 30 more. Yeah, about 30 more. <laughs> my one more, and I mentioned it once tonight already, but Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. That kind of goes up there with my Mad TV and all that. It's like just writing little skits and stuff. Me and my best friend used to do like small little stuff here and there. <laughs> you can't be talking about SNL of today, though. Eh, no. That like, show every, hasn't been funny in every once in a while they 12 have, years. Every once in a while they have a host who makes it great. But yeah, no, back in the 90s with Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, David Spade. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. It was good when they had like Will Ferrell, yeah. Sherry O'Terry, Chris Kattan, yeah. Tim Meadows. Jimmy Fallon. What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I like Jimmy Fallon. I just, how, that show has been on almost 40 years now. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Man. And the, even that decade with like John Belushi. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Dan, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. My last two are comedy ones. The first one is one of my all-time favorite shows, The King of Queens, Kevin James and Leah Remini. You were an adult. Okay, it was. I was in eighth grade when that came out. I'll count it. I'll um, allow it. To this day, that show, I still do a lot of Doug Heffernan, like, especially at work, because he'll like talk normally, and then all of a sudden, he'll, when he gets to the punchline, he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? And he like gets his voice really <laughs> deep. I, I do that all the time at work. But the other show that really introduced me to comedy and like actually writing comedy, I don't even know like how to describe this show, but Talk Soup with John oh, yeah. Henson on the E. Yeah. Those were great because they'd show you clips from TV shows. One of the guys who was on that was it. actually from Omaha. Hal Sparks? Uh, was it Hal Sparks? I think it, it was. John Henson and then Hal Sparks. Did he went to Benson there. High School. I remember my drama teacher telling me, he's like, he used to sit right there. But nobody compared to John Henson, though. He was the funniest on there. And it was it was the first time, too, where it's just like he's in front of the camera, but you're hearing all the producers and stuff like that in the background cracking jokes and laughing and stuff. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. And I, I just remember my buddy and I would watch that show consistently and just laugh our asses off with it. I think Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles was awesome because it kind of showed me the capabilities of what the human and turtle body can do. So The cartoon Ninja Turtles? Yeah, because they're, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, the TV show, the the cartoon. The cartoon was yeah. great. No, I just didn't know if there was a live action. I didn't there know. There was, but it, it the, was probably. The first three. That's when they introduced the female Venus yeah. Ninja Turtle. That was a live action one. but TV show? Yeah. I didn't know they had a live action TV. It was probably, and for me, it was in high school. 
Was it one season? I I believe it might have been. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they had motorcycles and everything. and Nothing yeah. compares, though, to the live-action movies. But first. also, yeah. somebody who kind of taught me... The first well, one was so great. I'm surprised you guys didn't pick. I, it kind of goes up there with the Bob Ross. But Mr. Rogers and LeVar Burton taught, taught me, like, a crap load. Just, it made me interest, interested in, like, reading and, like, reading Rainbow. Fuck, man. I think reading Rainbow actually taught me more than Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. We need a reading Rainbow for, like, adults. <laughs> That's that definitely needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. The boundless pod trap. Since music was a huge influence on I think all of us, but like pop up video. I used to wake up early in the morning, Fucking watch yeah, pop up right? video, just getting the facts and the watching you know, music videos was yeah, still a thing. It, it's probably that alone that made me very interested in watching behind the scenes or making ofs and just documentaries because it right. pretty much you're getting the real thing with additives and just facts and stuff. Right. That and I have two more. One, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, we used to just go to movies and just riff on the things. And, and you know, uh, something I wanted to do was do, like, the... What did they have? They had a website that was kind of like B-Sides. It's very Mystery Science Theater. You can upload your own... Is it Riff Tracks? Yeah. You used to upload your own stuff and then watch a movie and listen to other people's. There was a few people who were on point. They were... They could have... You know, replace the cast, but well, that's what I I want to do with our second podcast, the BPT movie review. Is I want to have every now and then our version of Mystery Science Theater where we watch a movie and we're in the bottom corner commenting on it. I think we could have some fun with that. I think we really could, yeah. And my number one pick, which I'm surprised nobody said yet, The Simpsons. The Simpsons yeah. was I was never a fan of The Simpsons. Yeah, especially once once Family Guy came out, any little interest I had in The Simpsons went out the window. Yeah, I think they tried too hard to be funny, and they just missed the mark too many times. There was a few there was a few seasons that were dry, yeah. but when they got back on page, because there was different writers that I want to say was fired or left or something. Yeah, they got back on page for Plus, uh, for a while. They never grow up; they're the same age. And they wear the same clothes. That doesn't bother me as much. Oh, okay. I do the same thing. <laughs> well, that's my topic. Did you guys have anything else in that? No. Uh-huh. No. And that's my topic of who raised you. Nice. So, nice. So who was it? All Are you even all of the said people? <laughs> rewind, <laughs> rewind like forty five minutes, and you'll probably get it all. <laughs> all said yeah. people. All right. Wow, that was fun. Got to see who raised us and turned us into the monsters we are. So we are on to our last topic of the night. And you guys, last episode we had John on, and you guys got a wax romantic about your your time hanging out together and your past. And it that wasn't was all, romantic. Was I all, walked in on the masturbating. Yeah. That scarred me. That was all fun and good. I wish I could be in there. You were <laughs> in thought. But but it's like I said earlier during the episode, we actually, the three of us, haven't known each other for very long. Not like really. Uh, me and Justin, maybe a year. Me and you, maybe a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like a dick the first time I we did kind of like meet outside of... Yeah, you uh, super toxic masculinity flexed on me. I didn't. You're like, what happened? Oh, is that the movie or the the game? Yeah, place he's like you're selling tickets. With he's a like Logan. Fuck oh, you, yeah. little man. Sit yeah. down. And I had like a lot I wanted to talk to with you about, but then like I didn't really interact with Logan that much. That's not Logan. Yeah. That's oh, sorry. See, Lonnie. He, did, did, he even mentioned he did, he's like, fuck that guy. I didn't even want to talk to Logan. <laughs> he's been thinking your name's been Logan this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> he thought you'd know a guy. <laughs> so I, I picked out a game, and normally it's two truths and a lie, but what fucking fun is that? I got two lies and a truth. And I hate liars. And, uh, well, it depends on how you pick, is what, uh, how good of a liar I am. So I'm going to read three statements. Two of them are fake. 
one of them's real, you guys have to pick the the real one. After mm. I read the three statements, you each get two questions about the three statements. You can ask about any of them you want. We'll go round robin. Justin will get one. Jeremy will get one. And then it will go back through Justin, Jeremy. Where's Robin? <laughs> if there's anything about fourth degree burns on your foot, I got it. You got that one. Yeah, fuck yeah, you do. If you get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most point is the winner. Gets to punch the other one. Gets to rub sweet, sweet ointment on my burn, burn feet. Ew, not it. I will chop my hands off before I do that. Yeah. It's, they hurt real bad. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. When you I know there, there's two people on the corner that would probably do it for 20 bucks. <laughs> I'd, I'd slather my feet up with that poor woman's tears. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Two lies and a truth. Listen up. Then you get your questions. I lost a bet and had to walk between one classroom to the next in high school with my dick out. I got a super hot girl in high school to fuck me. Who's way out of my league by constantly every day. You mean intercourse? Intercourse, okay, sexual intercourse, I, where I put my thingy in her thingy. You docked up? Like, yeah, docked up big time. <laughs> I got I got a super hot girl in high school to fuck me who is way out of my league by every day seeing her, telling her that I was way out of her league. My ex-girlfriend's mother fucked the, the bus driver of Motley Crue, and we got backstage passes when they played in Lincoln. Your two questions, gentlemen. I just don't know what kind of questions to ask with this. Same here. I just want to pick the answer already. <laughs> what? Which band member of Motley Crue? It was not a band member. It was a bus driver. Bus driver. Oh, bus driver. They were, they drive their own bus. That's out. What year was this Motley Crue concert? 2005. How far did you go with your hoo-hoo dilly out of classroom? Uh, I started... If Glenwood's hallway is pretty long, I'd say it's about 100 yards from one class to the end of the class where it turns and makes a left. I feel like you so would have done that. Probably a good 100 yards. I feel like you would have done that by yourself, so you wouldn't necessarily need a bet to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I do you. whip my dick out very often. You're like, oh. I mean, it's all bush anyway. No it's out again. It. Freaking Houdini it. With, right? with the girl out of your league thing. Yeah. Did you say when that was were you in school i was in high school yeah in high school all right i'm ready i'm ready okay go for it i'm watching the waveform of your voice going up and down here and judging by my calculations i'm gonna say the true one is the out of your league one so i don't think the out of the league one is true i think that's false it's between the your dick out and the Motley Crue. Well, thing. if you thought that, you're wrong. And I, think, I was going to say that is how the the I th other I th two work. Yes. I think that um, going on my gut feeling, I, I the dick one, I just think that, like Justin said, I don't think you need to have to lose a bet to do that. So I'm going to say the Motley Crue bus driver. Jeremy is correct. Oh, You fucked the bus driver? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> how was he? He Very flaccid. <laughs> All right. Next question. The bassist of Reliant K and I threw rocks at people. A midget saved my life. I've never broken a bone before. And you're only counting in your own body? Yeah, in, in my okay. body. I've broken bones, not necessarily in my body. I've broke other fools. If you bite too hard on a chicken wing, it's breaking a bone, right? Sure. Okay. Um, I've asked like two questions right there. Yeah. So this is disqualified, Jeremy. Where would where did this midget thing take place? Warp tour. 
where would Reliant K take place? What Grace I, Grace University. My second question, how did they save your life? They gave me water when I passed out. Were you I got my answer. Bound to the floor? No. Because it's a never mind. <laughs> never mind. Do you have your answer? Yes. Okay. So I think that the midget saving your life is bullshit. Yeah. I don't I don't think that happened because I don't I don't see you passing out. I wouldn't like swerve if you were in front of my car. And I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel that you, I don't know. I mean, we don't talk about things like this, but again, I'm gonna go with my gut feeling. I'm going to say the guitarist and you throwing rocks at cars is the true one. That's my, my answer as well. You're both incorrect. My yes. life was saved by a midget at Warp Tour. Okay. Hold on. Define midget. <laughs> he was less than four foot tall. Legally. I thought they, they expanded that age. Four ten. It's. It's four, it's four foot ten. It's the legal midget. He was okay. He was under. Th- he was like three foot two. Like he this was, dude's at least he was like three tiny. foot eighteen. So I, <laughs> I passed. I passed out on in a concrete parking lot head first, and they were dumping water on me. And some got in my mouth. They rolled me over and were waking me up with water. And I opened my eyes to this glorious midget standing over me with a cup of water. I thought it wasn't uh, my guardian angel, but no, nope, just a say, midget, midget with a cup of water. Did you die for a little bit? Pearly <laughs> gates. My guardian. He my had, guardian did angel. He have wings. No. And a diaper. He smelled really bad, like the rest of us did. Probably did his warp tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Got kicked out of a music venue for starting a food fight. Got in a fight with the guitar player of Trapped in 2002. Puked in my hat at Ozfest, and a dude put it on. The dude that put it on, did you know him? Yes. The fight that you got in, was it physical and did you win? It was um, headstrong. <laughs> <laughs> no punches. No punches were thrown, uh, but we were doing the typical grabbing each other shirt and throwing each other back and Not forth. Not a fight. That's... They, they classified it as a fight. Hmm. I kind of consider that like... It's a, it's a puss out, yeah. We came to an altercation. It's like foreplay. That they classified as a fight. So the food fight one, what kind of food? This is at a concert, you said? Yes. What kind of concert has food? Like, we, we brought in chicken sandwiches. Okay. That's not enough to start a food fight. Do you have your answer? Yes. Okay. You go first this time. The last one. I don't think you the fought puke the- puke and the bomb. Yes. Okay. You don't think that? I think that is. Oh, you think that yeah. is? That's my- Pick. So I don't think that you got in a fight with the trap bass player, dude. trap dude, because you would have done jail time for that because he's popular. I don't think it's the popular. food. I don't think the food fight is feasible at a concert. So I'm going with Justin, where you puked in a hat and your friend put it on. In 2002, Trapped did open for us their first show. They opened for us in 2002. Look at this guy. But we did not get in an altercation. We hugged. That was our altercation. Um, but no, we started a food fight at the Rock. And they asked us to never come back again. Hmm. I should have um, asked the venue because that makes sense because that's the only venue I played at. <laughs> we bought a bunch of chick. We we uh, we had a song called the Chicken Sandwich Song, and we handed them out to everybody while we were there. And when you give a bunch of punks food, they decide to give it back to you. And then they came and gave us brooms, and we said, "We'll we'll get to it after we load our trailer." And we didn't. I miss food That's fights. why they're out of business. You have food fights yeah. and stuff at in high school, and it's like when everybody would like, or if a fight would have started. 
It's like I would go around and like steal people's cookies because you had to pay extra for the cookies if you, you weren't on such like a rebel man for your reduced lunch. Jesus, look at I you! I can't man. sit next to you anymore. <laughs> I'll teach you how. Okay, learn these tips and how. All right. Next question: When I jerk off, I try to catch baby Lonnie's. Okay. Um, oh my God. Fucked an ex-girlfriend's mom out of spite. Had sex on top of a friend who was passed out. How old was the friend's mom? And how old were you? Early 40s, and I was baby, baby 20s, 20, maybe 21. I was the last girlfriend before I got married. What's the 10 scale on the mom? She had fake boobs, but she was pretty broken, so five, five and a half. It works for Lonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Not the worst, but pretty low down the list. What was the first one again? You jerk off and you try to catch? Yeah, not like jerk into a hand oh damn it but that like, was just gonna be like up and try to grab it oh you can't do that it's like uh, like at a like oh. a water pad uh a fun pad <laughs> where you try to grab the water <laughs> was, like no tip or teen just straight up in the air and then try to scoop it out of the air was on the head and eye coordination what was the reason for the revenge because her daughter was a cunt i fucked her mom out of spite because i was mad at the ex-girlfriend I fucked her mom. Yeah. Because I could. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. The friend that you had sex on top of, was yeah. it a guy or a girl? Guy. You had sex with a guy? Oh, I had sex with a girl on top of a guy. So technically it was a fucked up threesome, I, mm. more okay. or less. I got my answer. I'll go first this All time. Right. Go. I don't think the first one of you jerking off and catching it is true because why would you do that? <laughs> I feel like you, and and you have, might have. And you have to have quite a bit of power for it to go that high up. To grab it. It's so. when your body is at its weakest. I don't. And then if you can. I, do, I don't. I mean, this is the point of this game, but I feel I know you enough that I don't think that you would fuck an ex's mom out of spite. So I'm going with the last one that you had sex on top of a friend. I would okay. say the same thing because I think you would have like that, you know, the last episode of the Hulk where he's walking away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> totally fucked her. Totally fucked my, my ex's mom. Can we get names? No. Do they listen? <laughs> no. Did you already? Absolutely not. I'll tell lot. you when we're not on air. Okay. Do I? I probably don't even know them. Oh, I am probably not now. But that was the thing that happened. I was very proud of it. So we're halfway through. Is and that... you each have a point. I know. Oh no, ju- you have a point. Ju- Justin, Justin has doesn't... zero points. This is how our games go. Like you guys don't get very many points. But okay. We don't know you. <laughs> right. I always go golf rules. Lowest score wins. I joked my way into becoming voted for homecoming king. I've studied four different religions, and my very first car was a Ford Camaro. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we have this narrowed down to two. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, what are the four religions? Christianity, uh, Judaism, the Torah, and Satanism. I read the Satanic Bible. What are the main points of Judaism? Uh, that Jesus wasn't uh, an actual dude. He was just a carpenter. And you get eight crazy nights rather than one Christmas. That's pretty much the difference between Christianity and Judaism. King Solomon is more important than Jesus. All right. I'm good. You said homecoming king? Yeah. The, yeah. How old were you? It was my senior year. Okay. Oh, he can't put an age to it. Okay. I'm going to go with the religions. As the real? As the real one. Um, I'm going to go with the, pig. the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, 
with Monty uh, doing the Homecoming King thing. Yeah, it started as a joke. I told one person, like, you should vote for me for Homecoming King, and it spread like a fucking wildfire. We didn't have many seniors in our class, but that shit spread through us, and it spread through the juniors and the sophomores and the, the freshmen. Did you win? No. Oh. I was three votes away from winning, but I was elected, and it was a fucking firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy takes the relead well, with two points to see, one. See, I would have thought the religion thing, but when I asked him the four ones, he kind of was stuttering there. Well, he knew well, he I've was forgetting the one that I've he... I've studied so many, like so many more than just four. I was like, well, it counts. four are the most believable. Okay, next question. Uh, I got charged $1,078 for a piece of pizza. I used to do coke in school to stay up to study for tests. Uh, used to stay up every Friday and Saturday night, all night, talking to friends on the telephone. When you say you did coke, cocaine. Okay, okay, that was my question because I uh, thought he was. Is it Coca Cola? The caffeine kept me up. Not the song cocaine. No, like okay. the 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 powder that came in little bags of that year. How much was the cocaine? Oh, it was dirt. It was garbage. Street. Street price. It, it was it was cocaine you got from a farmer, so you can tell it was good quality. This isn't my my question, but can you repeat the three of them again? Please? Sure. Uh, got charged one thousand seventy eight dollars for a piece of pizza. Used to do coke to stay up for tests, and used to stay up all Friday and Saturday nights talking on the phone. I'm gonna go ahead and say the pizza. I mean, everybody used to talk to their friends throughout. You know that I don't think you did cocaine. Because as far as I know, I thought you've been pretty much straight edge most all your life as well. I would say that you did get charged, but you probably never paid it. That's it. my pick is the pizza one too, because it's like you said you got charged for it, but you didn't necessarily pay it. Yeah, I didn't pay that shit at all. So it was at CC's Pizza. We got that's a good pizza. That's got, a good pie. <laughs> they charged us the buffet, but for some reason the bank overdrew us, and then just started charging us late fees, and we didn't know about it. Until we got our bank statement, and that CC's meal costed us one thousand and seventy-eight dollars. A little hiccup, and you had to pay the like the the bounces and all that. Yeah, we told <laughs> them to go fuck themselves, as you would, and we paid it many, many, many years later. All right, next one. I hate pornography. I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to skate before I learned to walk, and my first ever concert was Nine Inch Nails and Tool. When you say skate, you mean like like blade skate? Ice skate. All right. So not necessarily like cheap skate. No. Like you're just sucking off of your mom's teeth. I've been doing that for 36 years. <laughs> and how? What What year was that concert? 2000. Okay. Nope. Because uh, Trent Reznor took a, a little break to do the online and they never did. I'm going to ask my second question now. Okay. How old were you? And when you went to that concert? 2000, I think I would have been 13, 14. I know I played shows before I went to shows. It was at The Rock. <laughs> it was not at and The they, Rock. And they threw chicken nuggets. We <laughs> threw dicks. Sandwiches. Just like straight dicks. Um, wait, what was the first one? Learning how to skate before walking. That was the second one. What was the second one? Was that the concert? I, the first one's I hate porn. I hate porn. I just yeah, hate it. Fine. Yeah. Okay. None of us have touched that one because we know that's <laughs> bullshit. Well, I mean like... 
I hate what it does to me. Some people, yeah, this that's what I'm saying. makes me feel yucky. I mean, like, you can probably... I don't control this thing. It controls me. Use he it, he but it has kind of like a power over you, so you kind of hate it. It's like, I hate... I hate big titties and ass shaking. I just hate it. He yeah. loves it because it's what makes him come and catch it in midair. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and you open up the look, and you're like, damn it, missed it again. Where is it? Where did it go? <laughs> did you ask your question? I was asking my question as I was explaining my right. my uh, base. So, so my pick for this one that's I, I I don't buy the whole you hate porn. Get out of here. I it's more of an expression. You can I think see he, through that one, huh? The, the, <laughs> the nine inch nails and tool one. I just feel that you were thirteen was too young to go to a show like that. But at the same time, I don't. I'm gonna go with the concert. Okay. I am going to go with the ice skating because those are some heavy ass boots. And if you're saying that you've learned to like proficiently skate, I don't think that's. But it's so you're saying what's, you're picking what's real. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. So I don't think that's it. Fuck! I guess I would have to go to the same thing. Um, the concert because I mean, like, I think that sometimes you might hate porn or like the the when. <laughs> When has he given you that? After he's finished. It's like, oh, what am I doing? I got to delete my browser history now. Shame. Shame. 90% of the the scenarios he's put up here have been sexual. (laughs) It's because he's involved. He's not involved with porn. Yeah. Well, he is on the other side of the screen, but let's go with the concert. It it was, in fact, the concert. It was my first show I went to. It was was at uh, not CenturyLink Center. Civic? Civic Auditorium, yeah. Wait, that was that was the pick? We got it? Yeah, you got okay, it. Okay, cool, cool. Four to two. My very first concert was Sesame Street at the Civic Auditorium. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what do you think my very first concert was? Hannah Montana. No. Um, Close. <laughs> it's not far off, honestly. Reba. I didn't I got free tickets to it, so that's why. Reva McIntyre. Shania that's Twain. Actually a lot closer. Shania Twain. Yep. Nice. Shania Twain. I had a huge crush on her after that. Yeah. All right, next one. She does, you don't impress her much. <laughs> Man, I feel like a woman. My first acting job I ever had was in high school. I got dance lessons from Mr. Gay America. He won in 2019. I have more than one child that I know about. Who's the name of Mr. Gay America? Matthew Steele. That's, that's... He's not Mr. Gay America now, but he was in 2019. I can verify this? Yeah, I think so. It's around 2019. He was Tracy's Zumba instructor. When you say acting, do you mean like... I got credited for a role. Okay. Not necessarily like acting hall pass monitor. No. <laughs> right. Who is it that you possibly have another child with? Um, It is a woman from Crete, Nebraska. Did you bang her mom? I did not bang, <laughs> I did not bang her mom. That would have come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say the acting job. The acting job. The one that makes sense to me would be the dance, Mr. Mr. Gay America dancing, but I knew you back in 2019. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, don't remember you ever saying anything about dance classes, and I don't think you would take dance classes. <laughs> Judging by your stride, I don't think you have that rhythm. Well, right now I'm crawling everywhere because I, I can't stand <laughs> up, but. Well, I think I hate doing this because it's just, I, the only one that makes sense to me is um, the acting. Acting. Justin, you're with acting as well? Yep. You're both incorrect. Yes. I have... It is Gay America? At least two children that I know of. Do you really? Yeah. How come you've kept it a secret? Yeah. I have I not. I've told you guys before. This. Am I one no, of them? Yeah. You meant to tell you us. You are my child. I went back in time and had sex with your mom. 
So you know for sure you have two children. Yeah. Include one of them is Moxley. One of them is okay. Moxley. Yes. <laughs> Who's Moxley? I feel like I didn't know this. I feel that hurt. that freeloader who lives at my house. I can't forgive you. Yeah. All right. I won a skateboard event at Septemberfest when I was thirteen. I've been to all real locations that Stephen King has filmed movies at, and I have an amateur MMA record of three and one. How many locations is the Stephen King? Seven. Who were your opponents? Oh, fuck if I know. It was at a bar called Vukare. What was the first one again? I'm sorry. I won a, a skateboarding event at Septemberfest when I was 13. What is the event? Septemberfest? Septemberfest. A skateboarding event. No, Septemberfest oh. was like, it's like Oktoberfest. It's like a, like a big beer fest, but Septemberfest was like a carnival as I well. I guess I meant like what was the, the event, the skateboarding event that you won, was it? Oh, it was just, it was a skate, it was like a street event where they had a couple boxes and a rail and like a half pipe, or not a half pipe, but a quarter pipe. I'm going to go ahead and do the, um, because your feet, it's the skateboarding. Ah. <sighs> Dude, I can't retain anything right now. So skateboarding? Skateboarding? MMA. I don't think you did the MMA. And, and the Stephen King real Stephen, locations. I feel like you would have pursued Stephen King locations. You said all? All of them. Yeah, I don't think that happened. I will say, mm, fuck, dude. I mean, you hung with the the crowd that were probably like skateboarding. Um, were you? I can't recall if you've ever said. I'm going to go with the skateboarding event because it was probably just you. Okay. <laughs> I feel... That this might be the most confident answer I have, and I'm sorry if I'm off, but I think the real one is the MMA. Jeremy is correct. Mm. Oh, yeah, you were kind of a, a spaxel. Yeah. I, I remember I, you I saying something. I seen it on TV, and my brother was a was a professional fighter, so I'm like, I can do this, and I did it at an amateur level, and there's video. There used to be a video of me on YouTube getting my ass kicked, but I want to see that. Hopefully, by this point, it's down. We'll uh, attach that to the <laughs> yeah, <let's> podcast. <laughs> one more? Are we on the last one or we got two more? I got one, two, three, four left. Jesus. The There's no... They grew? You said 10, right? I said 10-ish. Oh. Okay. I was going to cut some if they look okay. stupid, but okay. They look good. I gave my friend Roxy a special Olympics medal as a gift. I, I've played a show in four different countries. Every time I've seen the band Disturbed in concert, I've broken a bone. In your body? In my body. Okay. I'm just going to give my answer and say it's disturbed. Would be stupid. No, it wouldn't be because I feel like he's said something about that before. He so I'm kind of cheating. He hasn't broken a bone in the last... In his body. It probably... He got a suntan and his bone broke. <laughs> I feel like that's a trick question because I swear that the other one, he said one of them was he never broke a... Bone. No, that was a not true one. Never mind. Okay. Oh, throwbacks. Okay, so the you gave a special Olympics medal to Roxy. <laughs> to my friend Roxy, yeah. Is does she have a boyfriend named Percy, otherwise known as Grunge? Uh Percival? no, she has a husband named James. Okay. What was the second one? Because I don't think you've um, been able to get I've I've played a show in four different countries. What countries? Uh United States, Canada, Brazil, and Australia. I got my answer. I'm gonna go with the concert. I'm gonna go playing with playing in the different four different countries. I'm gonna go with Disturbed still. So Roxy is probably my best friend outside of people at this table that I've ever met. And when we would we would meet each other when we would be on tour and we'd meet and we had this crazy habit of giving each other gifts. 
you got a legitimate special Olympics medal. My, my grandpa and me were garage sailing and they had like the bucket of trinket stuff. And in that trinket box, there was a special Olympics medal. And I'm like, I absolutely have to give this to her because we'd exchange weird gifts. That's fucked up. That's called stolen valor. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I, I had to one up her because she gave me like the bottom half of a prosthetic arm and I had to one up that. And I did with the special. Yeah, I think you weird friendship with Roxy. <laughs> like one down that. No, I fucking knocked that one out of the park. Next one. Uh, Go ahead and give me a point. Neither neither of you got a point. Well, just give me a point. No, you, I could give you a point. You'd still be losing bad. Um, I rode a bowl twice in one night. My first tattoo was my tramp stamp. I lost my virginity in a porta potty. What was the first one? You rolled a bowl. I rode a bowl rode twice a bowl. Okay. in one night. <laughs> Rode a bull. Rode a bull. You mean rolled? Like rolled a bull? Rode. Okay, rode. Uh, can you just write it where, down? Where was this uh, porta potty at? It was in the arts festival in the old market. You and Tracy. That was, she's the only person you've ever been with. <laughs> oh. Yes. If she listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> which no. she never would. <laughs> if she listens to this podcast because you just revealed you have a second child. <laughs> <laughs> it's her. Uh, how old were you when you lost the virginity in the porta potty? Uh, so I would have been fifteen. I was a sophomore. Was it a dude? No. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. In your body? No. <laughs> virginia. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. It was an actual bull or electric bull? An actual bull. Was it by choice or were you? Um. Kind of by choice. I was talking a lot of shit. My brother Joey was a bull rider, and he really sucked at it. I, I was giving him shit that it was so easy. So he used to fight bulls. They put me on one and it fell over on me. And then they, my dad screamed, no, 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 that doesn't count. Put him on it again. And they put me on it again and it stepped on my leg. Okay. I had to hobble to the fence when it bucked me off. I think collectively I rode it for like two and a half seconds. As one would. Mm-hmm. What's your pick? Lonnie's a dirty man. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the porta potty thing. That's what my pick was. Yeah, it wasn't our first time having sex in the porta potty. We we I did have sex in a porta potty, but I did not lose my virginity in a porta potty. No. He's like, that's just where you go to have sex. Yeah, it's a porta-potty. yeah. I met our schools went to the porta potty or went to the the arts festival, and I met a girl from you a different school. Then she, we just met and we we bumped uglies. It was the first day, so the porta potty was at least clean. That was a plus. <laughs> okay, last. So- she birthed your child from a porta potty. She had a porta potty baby. Yeah, porta potty baby. And I, <laughs> I found it there 16 years later. In her body? All right, go ahead. All right. First date with Tracy. We went to Illinois to go bowling in a snowstorm. I'm allergic to cats. Uh, once had a three way with two sisters. Get the fuck out. When you say three way, you mean on the phone? <laughs> Is that your question? Yes. No. On- I feel like if he had a three way with two girls, we'd have heard about it more. What was the second one? allergic to cats as in like the movie well i don't i've never seen the movie cats i could hate it i i'm not even asking questions i i I think i'm pretty confident on this answer too i feel like you told me about like the first date with tracy and it wasn't that i thought it was a concert so i'm gonna go ahead and say three-way or sorry the the cats i think it's the first date really why i remember something about you and tracy in a snowstorm it happened but it wasn't our first date okay first date was a concert right uh no our first date we went and seen chicken little Oh my, that's so sad. I had a I had a three way with two sisters, but what? not sisters. But the sisters, sisters. Okay. When was this? 
2005. I feel like every time I ask you when was this, you say 2005. Yeah. A lot of shit happened I wasn't in married yet. <laughs> you had a fight back then? Well, two fights? What was it like? I have enough problems satisfying one woman, let alone two. Most of the time it was just them handling themselves. Yeah. It was, all right, I'm tired. They're like, yeah, go over there. Hopped up on cocaine. It was a lot. Go over there. We'll get ourselves. It was a lot of watching. (laughs) All right. Did they know you were part of this threesome? (laughs) Eventually, when I was, when I was grunting a lot, sweating on. Who is that? Like, God, it's leaking again. I'm sorry. I just had a ham sandwich. Why is he limping? He always seems to be hurting his legs or feet. (laughs) His feet are really gross. I'm sorry, it's a sunburn. The put the book. <laughs> we gotta keep rolling, rolling. Uh, well, that was a fun night, boys. What was the final score of that? Oh, you dominated. I don't. I stopped keeping score. That's because Justin only uses man. you for sex. He doesn't yeah. listen to anything you say. He doesn't respect me. Not. I mean, like, not your words. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants me for my body. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I, I don't know. What to Your say standards that. are really, really low, Justin. Uh, well, fellas, I had a fun night tonight. Oh, my God. I don't you, even is he really that. crying? I don't, know well, I don't really just use you for your body. I use you for other things. <laughs> you, do, you don't even go to book club with me anymore. That's because they kicked him out because he went on and on and on and on. <laughs> Cashed on about the. He just, he just read the book to him again. <laughs> I got my pizza. <laughs> Book out. reviews? That's what we're going to start. They we're found out I couldn't reviews. read. They kicked me out of the book club. <laughs> if we do book reviews, I'm just letting you guys know now I'm done. <laughs> we, we'd have to do chapter reviews. Like not. this month, we read chapter one. Yeah. Sound it out. <laughs> use your words. <laughs> just use your finger on the page and follow through. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was episode 27? 26. No. Yes. 26. 26? Yeah, man. You're yeah. overzealous. You got to stay with us. Oh. He's still on that threesome. He just added another yeah. one to the... That didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't. His eyes are still rolled back. Oh my anyway. God, they really are. That was <laughs> creepy. Anyway, thank you. his body. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Boundless Pod Trap. We'll see you next week. Hey, we're going to be doing the BPT movie review next week. Yeah. And we're going to have a special guest. Who is it, Justin? It's uh, my best friend. He's my best friend. So, JJ Johnson. He's gonna be. We're gonna be covering the movie V for Vendetta. Check out our check out our Facebook, www.facebook.com slash the Boundless Pod Trap. Also check out Zazzle for all your <laughs> sweet BBT merch you should wear. And if we see you wearing it, we'll give you some sweet, sweet, sweet fan appreciation. I did get a notification saying that. Fans of the BPT are visiting our our shops. Goddamn right, because I plugged the shit out of them. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for listening. Bye. Check out the link tree. Link tree. All right, shut up so I can play the outro. Outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you. (laughs) 